Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, welcome back to the Corner of Truth and Courage. Well, I hope, folks, that you had a great Christmas. We had a great time in the Wallace household this last week. I was very privileged that not only did we have all our family here from the generations below me, but also the generations above me. My wife had her folks here. My folks were here. Then we also had both of our kids and their families. And what a joy that was to have that at this Christmas season. And I just want to give thanks to the Lord for our family. I've been privileged to be born into a preacher's home. My wife, uh, her family uh, were in the ministry as well. We're both missionary kids. And uh, I'm just so thankful the gospel has come to our address. And I hope this season that you were able to enjoy uh, Christmas with your family. I know some were not because of COVID and lack of travel and, and, and other things. And so our heart goes out to you. And, and I know that can't be easy. Well, folks, today I, I want to cut into for this week, I want to talk to you about what I believe is America's greatest challenge. Now, when I say America, we can in, certainly include Canada into that and even all of Western civilization. What I'm talking about here is is the the growth of Islam in the world. And I want to talk about how the danger of Islam is upon Western civilization. When I go into this data here, I, I hope it will alarm you. I'm not simply, uh, my goal isn't to fear monger, but my goal is to alert you to a real and present danger. And so I hope that you'll listen here today. Now, you need to understand, this comes from my experiences living overseas in missionary work, from my research, in-depth research, for now over two decades into Islam. It is quite shocking what we have seen uh, transpire and what is happening now. And we'll get also to why God is allowing this and what God's intention is in all this. Before I get into that, there's a couple things I want to share with you real, real quickly. Number one, in the new year, in January, you may be like me who realize I got to go on a diet. <laughs> I got to change some patterns and habits in my life that I've allowed to slip in and its consequences are growing and we need to change it. And, um, and so if you're like me and out there saying, I need to, I need to watch my weight, or you're out there saying, I need to change another area of my life. I need to watch my finances, my budget, my spending and stuff there. And I've allowed, you know, uh, to get lazy and, and, and I've allowed debt and all that type of stuff in, into my, into our budget and stuff. And, and we need to fix some of this there. Or maybe there's some other area in your life. Now, if it's diet, let me say this. Three years ago, I was on a, on a, on a transformation in my life. I lost 140 pounds in seven months. And it was one of the greatest things I have ever done. And I got to tell you, too, it was, one of, it was so much easier than I thought it would be. To me, I thought the, the, the task would, was impossible. Well, I've gotten a little lazy. The last 18 months, I've allowed you know myself just to 
you know, throw caution to the wind and, and eat things I shouldn't be eating. And, and uh, before you know it, I've gained 70 of those pounds back. And I'm, I'm ashamed to say that. And I, I know better. And I'm going to correct my ways. And I want you to join me on this journey. I'm going to share these things with you. And what I found in weight loss or in budgeting and in managing of money, there's hundreds of ways to do it. There's tr- plenty of sources out there to help you in that journey. But one of the things that has helped me the most in these journeys is some coaching, some direction, someone along the way to kind of tell me some things that encourages me, that gives me a vision, that gives me a big picture. I want to share with you what I call the victory challenge. I've been working on this for some time, and I'm excited about sharing this with my radio audience. And we're going to broadcast this. Folks, I believe you would pay, you'd pay big money for this information that I'm going to be sharing with you. And so I'm going to share that with my radio audience. You might want to encourage others to join us here at Fortress of Faith in the new year. And so we're going to launch that, the Victory Challenge. And you may find application of this to your life in many different areas. It might be weight loss, it might be money management. It might be a combination of different things. And, and so uh, I hope you'll join us with that. Now, secondly... Uh, We're still in our year-end fundraising campaign. We're still a long ways off, and I know COVID has uh, had a great effect on our financial giving this year. And the good news is we're we're only $5,000 shy of finishing our year's uh, budget, our goals. But we're still $3,000 shy of that goal. And so we really got to make a big appeal. Now, maybe you have been blessed with means. Maybe you've had a a financial windfall, sold a house or an inheritance or something that God has now enabled you to have a, a, you know, cash that you've never had before. Maybe God's given that to you for a reason to help us, perhaps. Would you consider helping us? Maybe you say, well, I I, I can't give 3,000, but I want to give and I can give you 500 or I can give you 300 or 100 or whatever that amount is. I'll give you the phone number here in a moment. Get ready for that. Or you can give online at our at our website, fortressoffaith.com, and set up a one-time gift, fortressoffaith.com. Or the biggest of my requests, we've got to grow our monthly donors. Would you consider partnering with us on a monthly basis? If we've been a blessing to you, would you be a blessing in turn by supporting our ministry. You can do that by giving online, safely, securely online, and set up a monthly donation and commit to this next year, whatever amount that you can comfortably give. Or if you want to give us a call to do all that, here's the number 800-616-0082. That's 800-616-0082. All right, I, I, I want to share with you why I believe the greatest danger to America is Islam, this ideology. Now, I'm not talking about the Muslim. Now, we don't blame Muslims for Islam. Muslims are victims of Islam. Islam not only victimizes non-Muslims, it also victimizes those within it. And you need to realize that Islam is more dangerous than human secularism has ever been, although human secularism has killed 55 million people in its history. Stalin's communism has killed 110 million people in its history. Hitler's Nazism 
butchered 30 million people. But Islam, over its 1,400 years of history, has killed, get this, 270 million people. It shed the blood of 270 million people. Folks, this is a bloody religion. And you need to realize that this ideology is growing in a phenomenal rate in our world. A hundred years ago was the close of World War I. When it came to a close of World War I, there were 300 million Muslims in the world. Today, 1.8 billion. 1.8 billion. So they've grown from 300 million to 1.8 billion in a hundred years. This is a, uh, an exponential uh, growth, a phenomenal rate of growth, and it's been mainly through procreation, through births, and it helps when you can have uh, legally uh, uh, four wives. And so, you know, and if the average, you know, mother gives uh, birth to four to five kids, you can see how this thing explodes. Now, according to Pew Research, uh, 2010, there are 45 million Muslims living in Europe, 45 million Muslims living in Europe. Um, since the growth, now this was before the Arab Spring and all those Muslims that, uh, you know, about 10 million that came west uh, out of Syria during that breakup and all that stuff there. And some of them are, are, many of them are held in refugee camps, but they've left the Middle East and they're coming west there. Uh, Europe has grown at least by 3 million there. And if Turkey joins the EU, we're going to see that grow to about uh, another 45 million. So it'll go overnight to 90 million Muslims living in Europe. Now, that's a phenomenal, phenomenal number. And it was, remember uh, uh, Muammar Gaddafi, you know, the president of Libya? He said this, on Al Jazeera TV, April 10, 2006, there are signs that Allah will grant Islam victory in Europe without swords, without guns, without conquest. What he's saying, he's saying, simply by the growth of Muslims in Europe, we're going to be able to take over this continent and not have to fire a bullet to claim it as ours. Now you need to realize there have been two attempts by Muslims to take over the European continent. And they've tried with, with the sword, and they failed each time. And what the, the um, uh, Muslims have learned, that the Christians of the West, they, they, uh, they'll fight for their homeland. And so they've learned that, the sword, that they can't really conquer us with the sword. And so they've learned new tactics. The first time they tried to come was in the year 732. They marched through the north of Africa, through Spain, took Spain, and started marching their armies up north through France. And they met in Poitiers. Uh, they call it the Battle of Tours, but the, fa- the battle was actually in Poitiers, a smaller town just uh, south of Tours. And I make a deal, big deal of that because that's where my wife's family is from, Poitiers. I've been there a number of times to this place. And in the year 732, they met Charles the Hammer, uh, Charles Martel, and they fled back. Almost a thousand years later, they tried to come in again through Vienna, and there they were pushed back again, a decisive battle that pushed them back, and that battle, the, the turning point was September 11, 9-11. And that's why that date, that's why they attacked us on 9-11, because in the you know, Islamic mind, 
that that date was very significant with their war against the West. And so they struck at us again uh, on 9-11. And that was in the year 1683. And so Muslims have learned we can't really beat them on the battlefield. And so they've changed their tactics. And we didn't realize that we opened a door to them after World War II. We made a huge mistake in Europe. Now, I'm speaking about Europe a lot right now because that's my background. I spent 29 years of my life living overseas in Europe. And, and I don't have a lot of time to, to develop all this, so we're going to pick up more on this tomorrow. But let me just uh, g- give you what happened in World War II. After World War II, Europe was destroyed through all the carpet bombing, Germany and the Nazis and, and the Allies fighting against them and all the bombing going on all over Europe. So the countries had to rebuild, but they didn't have the men to do it because they were killed in the war. So England um, and uh, Europe, they all turned to neighbors, to other immigrants. Spain turned to Morocco and Algeria. France turned to Algeria and Tunisia and, and, and Morocco and, and stuff for the immigrants to come. Guess who they were? Muslims. Germany turned to the old Ottoman Empire of Turkey, Muslims. Uh, England turned to the old colonies of India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Muslims. And so they started bringing them in. And for seven decades, Muslims have been pouring in to Europe. And now you've heard of chain migration. You bring in one immigrant and 40 cousins follow them. And so these Muslims have been moving in. And they now that they're there, they've been procreating and now moving into domination. And I'll get into that in tomorrow, how Sharia law and the growth of Islam in Europe has taken Hold, And this is going to bring a great challenge to us here in the West. We'll talk more about that in tomorrow's broadcast. So join us then at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.